with another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And, and here's our podcast. Welcome for the Realistic SLP. Yeah, that's who we are. Yep, where we drink wine and eat cheese and discuss all things SLP. So, what are we drinking, you might ask? Well, I'm super <laughs> stoked for this. Stoked. So, yes, I never use that word ever, literally. It's Starting my first now. time, probably. But I'm excited for it because I feel like <laughs> I needed this word to equate. It's like it in with a California wine. word, right? It is. You know. Well, this wine is from California. Look at that. Yes, and it's bread and butter wines. So we're having a Chardonnay, which we have chilled because we've learned that the hard way. It's from Novato, California, and it has notes of vanilla bean and almond husk. And you might ask, like, what is that? So it's just a wine that's not too sweet. But there is a hint of fruit in it. But um, we paired this <laughs> with, you might laugh at this at first glance. but I did. Yes, I did too. I did too. <laughs> but I tried it and it was good. So I was like, why not? So we have some dried mango and we paired it with mascarpone cheese, which is a spreadable Italian cheese. And it was good because when you eat the mango with the cheese and then drink the wine... I feel like the mango, the fruitiness of the mango, brings out the fruitiness of the wine. Where the cheese doesn't really have that much of a taste. It's just more smooth. So I Yeah, feel it's like, a very smooth cheese. Yeah, so the smoothness was a good texture where the mango had that nice sweetness, which brought out the sweetness in the wine. So I feel like I've learned a valuable lesson here. Oh, uh, what was that? Yeah, so when you have wine... You like a Chardonnay, which doesn't have such a strong taste. If you pair it with something, it can like make the wine taste more sweet or like tone it down or go even with the wine. Right. So like this is good for dessert, you know, like after dinner or something or it's like a girl's night. And you're like, oh, we have Chardonnay. So like pair it with fruit if you want something sweet. Kind of like how certain sounds influence other sounds, oh, depending wow. upon the position of the word. I don't know if we're geniuses right? or just pure nerds. <laughs> Right, right. But that's which one would you say? You're not answering that question. Oh, both genius nerds. Genius nerds. Yeah. Interesting. What's the difference between a genius and a nerd? Um. Wow. Well, I think like a genius is like understated. Like they're not like so in your face. Where Uh nerds are like very apparent nerdy. Because they're they don't have the social etiquette to um wait to be invited to give (laughs) advice. <laughs> you might be foreshadowing there. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to mention that bread and butter wines, you could find them on Instagram and they have a very nice page. And you could also check out their wines at breadandbutterwines.com. And uh, yes, they are very supportive of our wine podcast. So Thank I want you, bread and butter wines. Yes, I really like this wine. I think it's great. Uh, I definitely vote drink it. Definitely drink the yeah. bread and butter wine. But you know what I would think? Bread and butter pickles are the what? worst things ever invented. What? I don't like those. Is um, that a related to the wine? Or no, but they're just bread and butter pickles. So it, I remembered that. Often I want to eat a pickle and then I taste it and find out it's actually a bread and butter pickle and and then my whole day is ruined. Yeah, it sounds kind of gross. It isn't good, but some people, they really love them. But this bread and butter wine, very good. 
it's it's very classy. Yes. Uh, by the way, Mark and Paul are both single. So. Oh, wonderful. Thanks yeah. for checking on that. I'm trying to get my sister hooked up with a, a guy. If you guys, anyone out there knows a man who's a minimum of 35 years old, not a creature, <laughs> has a job, um, and lives in New York or Bronx area. Hoboken no, not the okay. Bronx. I said Queens and the Bronx might be too far, but, but you know, judge people where they live, you know, but maybe between jobs or something. Sometimes relationships don't last because of the distance that's required well, maybe to they travel weren't meant to be to begin with, because there's some relationships that are like across countries, let alone boroughs. OK, so I will be open to the man that fulfills the inclusion criteria of For being your 35 with a job well listen you yes. cannot deny that other people's choices in their lives affect the your life Especially so who, when they're family yes yeah. so um while it might these. seem like i am being a little too choosy i need to choose what's best for me <laughs> So that she doesn't torment me for the rest of our existence. Good point. I'm not even going to argue with that. Yeah. But I will give you some good news that I got two potential bachelors for Thank her. Thank you. So, and I like those names, too. Those yeah. were both Beatles. What, what was it? There's a Mark, not him. Uh, any, but any, still, he's a, an apostle. <laughs> Mark and Paul. I will show you their pictures later. So anyway... Drink this wine, absolutely, and uh, this wine is excellent. So the next topic we wanted, I would like to get into is the essential list of wine etiquette tips to master. So since we want to talk about socializing and social stories today, I've decided that, you know, socializing with wine is... A pretty is, frequent occurrence. I was going to say prevalent, yes. Yeah. Over, over the age of 21 only. Yeah, because yes. under 21, you're drinking, like, Jolly Rod Rancher shots. Oh, you're not drinking at all. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be. That's what I'm going to say. Keystone Light, That's, Natty Light. I'm going to disagree heavy. and say you should be drinking water. Okay? <laughs> That's right. what I say. Anyway, so. Black House. Right, yeah, you could just. That's all Deb's voice. Notice the difference in voices. I'm not saying voices. to do it. I'm just saying That's what's happening. You might be. You might mm -hmm. be saying that. Anyway, so nine etiquette habits to know. Ready? Number one, mm -hmm. hold your glass by the stem or the base. Okay, hold okay, it by the base. the base. It's all about that base. That base. Right. Smell your wine. Sniff it. Taste it. And think about it. And that, I think, is big. You know, when you're ordering wine or drinking it, try to swirl it around and think about it. So, right, Deb, you don't do this. It. Um, I don't. No. How do you know I don't think about the wine? Because I see you drink wine every week, girl. And I'm thinking <laughs> all of For the wine almost a year thoughts. Now. I'm thinking all whiny wine thoughts. thoughts. Whiny thoughts. Number three, try to drink from the same position on your wine glass to reduce unsightly mouth marks. Oh, I think I usually do that because usually my lipstick is a placeholder. Right. Exactly. And an identifier as to which cup is mine. Yes, mine too. Mm -hmm. You can always just go with. The one that has, <laughs> the one that <laughs> needs the most refill. That, that too. Would be, that could be your cup too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I'm a drunk. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no. You're over the age of 21. So anyway, when opening a bottle of wine, try to do it quietly, like a ninja. Ah, I, I, I did could not do, do this. I had to ask Mike to help me. Ah, yes. Did he help? He did. Good. He did. When clinking, clink glasses bell to bell. It reduces breakage. And look your clinking buddy in the eye. 
Bell to bell, yes. eye contact. The eye contact's important. Did it? Oh, yep, I, I know Vanita knows about that. Mm-hmm. That was a fun time, by the way. Yeah, Vanita from Speechy Side Up. We had a lovely dinner together. We went to Italy thinking we were going to have pasta. We were mistaken. Right. Well, I still had pasta. I didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, whose fault was that? Well, they only had, we're, we're supposed to be on wine etiquette, but like just right. for one second, they only right. had creamy sauce pasta there. Right. And I don't like that. I want marinara. Right. Oh, right. Sauce. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the other one, last one is pouring wine, hold the bottle towards the base, which I Mm-hmm. Which I guess they mean just hold it more towards the bottom. Yeah. I, guess I worked sense. in a lot of restaurants. Then you hold it from the bottom of it, yeah. not the neck of it. Right. I actually lied. There's more. Fill your glass less than halfway to give your wine room to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat that. Less than halfway. Oh, my goodness. What I'm, are you implying? Nothing. <laughs> Something. I'm just laughing and you're just being so personal. Okay, and then try to keep your portion of drinking equivalent to the other people around you. I Yeah, well, I right. hang out with people who drink fast, yeah, so well, I don't want to do that. I want to drink slower. All right. <laughs> yeah, so you need some new friends, I guess. I think kidding. so. <laughs> and then the other one is offer wine to others before pouring seconds for yourself. Notice the word is seconds, not thirds. Right, yeah. Or fourths, yeah. So that's the wine etiquette. And a big point that this article said that I really liked was what is etiquette? So on the surface, it seems unnecessary, but it is a powerful tool. And I thought that was important because when I think of etiquette, I think of that movie, right? Princess Diaries. Is that it? Yeah. Anne Hathaway. And she had to learn the And proper. I think of My Fair Lady. Yes. Because I just have better taste in movies. Right. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to argue that. I'm not even going to argue that. Because I haven't even seen that movie. I was embarrassed to say it, but, you know, being honest is important to me. It's one of my morals. So I haven't even seen that movie. We're going to have a movie night, I, I think. I know. Yeah. We need one. But it would be hard to watch all the movies in one night. We, we should have oh. a movie trailer night. No, I. I we or just maybe need to we, watch for things. bonus content on the Patreon, we should review a movie weekly. That's actually very good. Like we watch a movie and then we talk review about it. Yeah. It. Okay. Um, All right. Add that to the list. So going into what Maria was saying, she said that like etiquette doesn't seem important, but it's actually a very powerful tool. On the surface seems unnecessary. Right. Yeah. So um, I think from my perspective, etiquette is just like maintaining control. So instead of acting on your impulses or on your emotions, you're making intellectual choices about your behavior. Yes. And this like kind of slows you down, increases your mindfulness, and then makes you a more pleasant guest. Um, because you're not erratic or impulsive or maybe interrupting people and engaging in socially inappropriate behaviors. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, in inspiration for this episode, looked into a couple things and I found a Goleman social intelligence theory, which I thought was pretty interesting. And, uh, social intelligence is made of, up of social awareness and that's like empathy attunement empathetic accuracy and social cognition so like that's just like your awareness like being aware to pick up on these things and then there's like the social facility including synchrony just like making sure that you're drinking at the same pace as someone Uh else self-presentation 
influence and concern. So these right. are like your actual actions is how I right. took it. Um, so I just have a things. question of what attunement is. Being attuned. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like attuned to like other people's emotions and their behaviors and like right. what's going on. Like if someone's like crying in the corner, you're not going to like make a joke maybe. Well, maybe yet. exactly what you would do is make right. a joke. Okay. Um, I mean, that was a bad example, but I got what you mean. Like reading the vibes of the room. Right. <laughs> Having an people. actual conversation and like bouncing off of another person's nonverbal language and emotions and stuff yes. as opposed to just speaking, speaking, speaking out of nervousness or feeling filling a void of silence or something along the lines of that so it's funny that like social skills are most often associated with individuals on the autism spectrum however um typically developing people they need reminders all the time (laughs) of um of social, social skills and etiquette social skills so i found yeah. a list of like 50 things that a right. person can do in order to improve their social etiquette and i started a couple that i thought were the most interesting or necessary so right. you wrote a lot of stuff i do because you know what i this is how i think i like to think on paper and i write things um, i do too i i get it but and I feel uh, like you wrote it so sticks much stuff. to my brain all right this so is I'm how like, i know what i will say Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I, I feel, feel like bad it, you wrote all those things. Well, it was my choice. Was it? It was. Okay. It was my choice. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Right, let's so get into them then. The first one is say please and thank you. Very easy thing to do that you can work into your ordinary life all the time. Always saying please and thank you. Thanks so for having me over today. You're welcome. Please come again. Sure. <laughs> the number two is smile. Yes, so she's smiling. That's good. Right. Um, In Hamilton, there's like this line that's like, talk less, smile more. Mm. Um, And I think we should all do that. And I I try to tell myself to do that. I I often talk too much, I feel like. So I want to slow down my um, verbal impulsivity. And I want to just uh, sit there and smile. That's my goal. It's hard, though, Um, especially after I've had some wine. Um, number three, hold the door. Another easy thing that everyone can do. Um, these are also things that like individuals who might have a different predisposition, they might not be socially aware to hold the door open. So while work on that with that, my kids, right. It's a great thing. Hold it up, up, come back, do it again. Right. Do it again. But it's easy to show somebody that on a daily basis. You're always walking through the hallways. Right. There's several doors. So it's an easy teaching strategy to help that individual assimilate into our cultural, you know, yeah, society. Um, give people a pass. You don't know what they're going through. So, like, if somebody mm-hmm. is snotty to you at a store, um, Instead of getting worked up about it, just, Mm -hmm. you know, give them a pass. And I think that's great advice because, I mean, I don't really care how anyone acts towards me, but I do have some friends that are like, do you believe that person? What kind of customer service was that? And I'm like, I couldn't. Do I have coffee? Yes. 
Done. There was this comedian that do you know you probably you might know him. He's from Staten Island, Alec Alessandro or whatever. No, and he I talked don't know about him. that his like, oh my girlfriend complaining was complaining like, Oh, um, you know, that girl at, at Duncan was so mean to me. He's like, Of course she was mean to you. You're the reason why she's at work. Like, <laughs> what do you think? She wants to be there making your coffee? He's like, Yeah, so Right. And then it. maybe her order was like, Can I have a medium? Well, can <laughs> I have a small, but actually put it in a medium cup? Because, like, I don't like the lid on the small. And then when you put the milk in it, can you put milk in it so that it looks like my skin color? Just, like, match that. <laughs> not too light, not too dark. Okay, good. Oh, that's too much. Do it again. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's possible. There's probably people who are so annoying about ordering coffee. I mean, I do specify the color of the coffee only to communicate my point. Because, you know, too much milk or too much half and half will just ruin the coffee. Really? I'm happy yeah. with whatever you hand me. Okay. Well, I'm like, you know. put milk in it. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Have a good day. Oh, <laughs> that's you're good. Nice. I don't care. I'm just picky with coffee. Because yeah. I just have this perspective that the universe will remain the same regardless of how my coffee turns out. And I will drink it if I so choose to. And often, I mean, like, who even cares? Uh, me a little. Really? I like my coffee a certain way. I, uh, I just I like so it wrong? in it's my hand and then in my mouth. It's just the little things in life sometimes that make a big difference. And I feel like coffee is one of them. Well, I'm glad that I can hear that perspective of yours because it's not something that I personally can relate to. Okay. But I'm glad you're exposing me to more pickiness. <laughs> yes. That's why I have the pink microphone. Right. Because you're picky princess. Exactly. <laughs> just gonna smile as you go to the next one <laughs> the next one i'm smiling um so you can look at these if there's any that you like i um, like all of them but thank there's, you there's thank you for doing them you're welcome <laughs> i think sometimes it's hard for people to remember other people's names yeah especially when you meet someone new you get like a little bit nervous right in that second but if you use the name right away they That's say, hi, I'm Deborah, And you say, hi, hey, Deborah. So nice to meet you, Deborah. I love your name, Deborah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. You got it. And then um, they're going to be like, kill. but still, it'll it'll get drilled into yeah, your head and you won't forget it. That person be like, that girl is weird. <laughs> Just repeat it maybe. three times. Maybe. So maybe this is not all good but advice. No, no, no. It depends on how you use it, too. Yeah. You know, remembering people's names, but just don't be weird about it. Uh-huh. Right? That I was the last one I yeah. started on that Okay, page. but I do like the cough in t or sneeze into your elbow. Mm -hmm. Handwrite thank you notes. That's a classic. Phone away during meals. I try to do that, but not always. But yes. Number no. 12, I'm currently always working on. Be on time. Yeah. No SLP yeah. is on time. Really? No. Because so? every time I write anything about being late, everybody writes to me on my Instagram being like, me too. So. Okay. That makes yeah. me feel better. Um, number 14. I like always RSVP. Yes. Even if you can't go, you should definitely RSVP and say that you're unable to make it. And then don't RSVP at the last minute. Yes, I've had a lot of friends who've gotten married and they're like, I don't care if you come or not. Just RSVP. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. not to me. They weren't talking to me. But yeah. Number 15. Ask before posting. I don't do that all the time. Yeah, I don't. It's not something I'm always uh, conscious of, but mm. definitely I can understand how maybe somebody might not want to be posted. So mm. um, moving forward, I will be more aware of that. But what and if you really like that photo? And they're like, no, my elbow doesn't look. And you're like, come on. Well, I guess you can elbow. crop them out. 
Yeah. But it's not the same. I guess. But I think that, you know, just I out of respect for somebody else's face, just, you know. Right, yeah. But when you say that first. and you roll your eyes, it's kind of like, meh. <laughs> I don't really want to do this asking for permission, right. but I'll do it anyway. I'm right. not about that life. I just um, want to do what I want to do on my personal page. Yeah. But maybe somebody doesn't want their face out there, or I don't know. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Good knows? Point. Here comes Michael. Well, uh, someone's coming in, Sorry, and his no. name is oh. Michael. <laughs> just keep this in here because it's. Uh, well, now you must router. speak to the listeners. We're actually talking about etiquette. And oh. Anyone? Is there one out here that says not interrupting? <laughs> well, Mike, what do you feel about um, asking before posting? Do you think that you should ask someone before you post a picture of them? tiebreaker here i think it's fine to put i mean if they let you take it and it's been on social media before okay what about um keep noise down at work do you think that's a uh, important yeah that's important i think that's important i think i i started this because i don't think necessarily just at work but i have an issue with speaking too loudly and i want to like work on that and not always speak so loudly really what can me and mike say to you Nothing, because you'll piss me off by bringing it up. Maybe we could have a code word. <laughs> yeah, we could, like, wink or something. She won't pick up on that. It needs to be... Maybe, like, point to her ears like they're hurting. We'll just go like this. <laughs> no. Put both fingers in our ears. No, see, that won't work. She might speak louder so we could hear I will. Her. She talks too loud and sometimes too much. Like, <laughs> she'll just, you know... She did just kinda. say that before you got here. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it turns into like the dead monologue. <laughs> well, sometimes I have it's a like lot to share. <laughs> that was our Mike's words, not ours. Yeah. All right, shake hands firmly. I like to do this, especially on a job interview. Right. But yeah. But have you ever heard the thing where you put like the more dominant person puts their hand facing up, like facing the back of their hand? Yeah, I feel up? I hear that's like a power move. Um, yes, and then the bottom facing it downwards is like all right go ahead you can you know you're in charge here i just face it the regular yeah i face it this way and i shake hands like that and uh yeah i don't know i shook hands with my doctor and i felt like he felt weird and i was like why are you making this weird (laughs) i just didn't want to hug him but i was just like thanks for all those tips i mean departures are an awkward time for anyone yeah it's like what do you do i have our friend Nick, he always reaches his hand out for a handshake. And I'm like, can I just hug you instead? Because, like, this is well, weird. Because it's always just like, yeah, okay, nice. <laughs> like, it's not like a nice to meet you. It's like I've, I've seen you a lot of times. Exactly. You were saying bye now. Yeah. Um, At that point, would you just high five? If you, no, I said we, we will do a hug. I okay, said that. And then that's what I, I just took charge. That's kind of weird also, though. Well, he, he, he went for it. Okay. So, All right. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to be a feminist. And just oh. thinking that maybe I didn't want to get hugged. You know, he yeah. shook my boyfriend's hand and he wanted to shake my hands. And I was like, no, you can hug me. Oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. that Now that I think about it, like some cultures, the man shouldn't be hugging the woman like that. But I mean, he's the Greek one, though, right? Nick? Nick? No, that's no. Stavros. Oh, right. Yes. But yeah, same group of people. We're all about the hugs. We're like, hey, I just met you. Give me a hug. You know? Right. Hey, so. I just met you. <laughs> and this is crazy. But hug me, baby. Uh. Shake hands firmly. And I do like the number 22 is wash hands. So I'm hoping those right. two can go hand in hand. Hand in hand. Very no good. No pun yeah. intended there. I liked um, dress for the occasion. Okay. Yeah. But what if you don't know the occasion? 
someone's then like, just look good just look good yeah what are some go-to look good outfits um black pants and a white shirt we're gonna say black. <laughs> something with black yeah can't black. go wrong with a little black dress right yeah a little black dress Thanks um for these raspberries i don't know way. but more so like i don't love it when people are like what are you wearing what are you wearing and i'm like i don't know something I know. Is so, it people who like text you like a week before? You're or like, the just day I'm just trying of, to live right now. Right, that too. It's like, you don't have session notes, clearly. Exactly. <laughs> you have too much time on your hands. But if I'm going anywhere, I'm wearing a black dress. Or if it's like less crazy than that, I'm wearing like a nice pants and a heel and some sort of shirt. Right. That's it. Yes. Right. Um, okay. I'm always business cash. Business cash is good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have ask permission to use person's first name. That's a nice one. Yeah, that's good for like a parent. I feel like or I've a always felt older weird client. calling anyone Mister and Mrs. Mm. I would just avoid saying their name in at all. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, or I would just be like, "Oh, it's so great to see you. You. When am you. I going to see you guys again? You. Yeah, Funny you. Yeah, you too. You just <laughs> crack me up. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why. Clean up after yourself. Yes. That's an important one. Me, I'm big with that. Um, wait a day before reacting to a snarky email or text. Ooh. I thought that was great. That's great etiquette. Let's do that moving forward. I like that. Mm-hmm. That goes a lot with the impulse control, I yeah. think. Because texting convos can get heated. And if you just sometimes want to just let things go. Yeah. You know, maybe someone's like, hey, you didn't RSVP to my party. And you're like, yes, I did. Right. And then you could just ignore that text and then hopefully they get their your RSVP in the mail and you're like, good thing I never answered. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to combine all these. That's things that true. You did. But these are all things like, let's say you're working with an individual in the high school setting too, you know, and you want to work on all of these social skills that people are going to expect them to perform as when they enter the adult world. So uh-huh. um, this is like, although it's things that we're talking about and discussing and reminding ourselves of, these are great targets because social goals in speech therapy are usually very ambiguous. Yes. I feel like well, they shouldn't be though. They but, shouldn't be. But, but when I read IEPs, they right. are sometimes they are. We don't know how those goals got on there, but they did. They did. And so if you're ever like scrambling for ideas, you're like, oh, I know this person is like not typical socially. And like, I don't want to use the word awkward, but I can't think of something. These are some things that you, but then social social inappropriateness, often people connect that with like bad behavior, Mm -hmm. you know, and being inappropriate just means like you're not doing the appropriate thing for your age or your situation. Yeah. So these are all good targets for an individual like in that setting. Right. This is one, uh, one I like, the push in the chair. I know you didn't start, but, you know, right. when you grab your kids and if you're doing your pull-out sessions. Easy thing to I work on every. Like push in your chair, and I think it's important. And yeah. it's also safety hazards. No one trips on that chair. Right. Safety every first. session that I can get worked that. on, though. That's yeah. something that, yeah. Embed that into the session. I feel mm-hmm. like these are all things we do, but we just don't realize we're doing them. But it's good right. to build our confidence, too, as SLPs. Like, we're working on these things. Like, we're doing stuff. Right. Even when we're not, quote, unquote, doing something. But if you feel like you're something. not doing things, you can make a list like this so that you right. always feel accomplished. Like, yeah. did the this did I have the individual... Uh, hold the door. Did I have them push, push in their, their chair? chair? Did I have them say please and thank you? Did, Did I, I have them greet everyone? 
say so, goodbye to their kids in class. I right. don't like kids, especially the kids on the spectrum. Like, all right, we're leaving. Say bye. I'm not going to sit there and have them say goodbye to every single right, kid. Right, because that would be disruptive. Like, yeah, that would just be like kind of a waste of time also. Right. <laughs> just, you know, one big little wave and bye and like make some eye contact with at least one kid in there and then we're done. Hold right. the door for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm walking here. So then you already didn't even get to the session yet technically and you already feel accomplished yeah, because you did that. Keep it going, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, so then. What's next? Next. Um, like ask before bringing a guest. I just yeah. broke this one. I, I brought right. you to a birthday party without oh, asking. Yes. But no, no consequences. And then I brought a guest as well. Exactly. So we were just totally. What's the opposite? Was that rude? <laughs> what's the opposite? Is it poor etiquette? I don't know. I feel like it was. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure your friend may have been pissed off. And I was like, is your friend pissed off? And you're like, maybe. Yeah, like, should I, I leave? And you're like, no. No, because, I, like, I mean, what, we were there already. We had so much fun, though. Well, everyone had fun. It yeah. was fine. But she got okay after, right? I think so. Well, she hasn't uh, brought it to my attention. Would she, though, if she was mad or she was one of those who, like... Yeah, she's pretty forward. Okay, I can actually just text her. Like, <laughs> no, I think Were it's you cool. mad that one time on your birthday? Like, I mean, don't ago? worry about it. Um, be a good dinner guest. Inform the host before of any food preferences or allergies and don't make your food preferences or allergies somebody else's dilemma. Right. So if you are going to have dinner somewhere, then make sure you're like, I don't eat carbs or I am allergic to gluten so that that person can plan ahead. Or just bring a dish that you'll eat. Yeah. Because we have some vegans in my family and they just always bring their own thing. Mm -hmm. And my aunt's for like Thanksgiving. She was like, I don't know how to make what's what's vegan. I don't know. And then my aunt and her. He's like, I'll make you lamb. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. I make lamb. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My aunt's like, sorry, we got to have a turkey. You know, (laughs) too bad. But no, my aunt and my cousin, they're both vegan. And so she's raising her son to be vegan. They just bring their own stuff and they're good and they're chilling. And, and they're like, guess. yeah, and they're just like, don't worry about us. You know, we got our own thing. And lots of people have like food aversions, food yes. allergies. So it would be helpful to teach that person ahead of time to advocate for themselves. Like I cannot have tree nuts. Oh, I cannot have uh, shellfish. That's good. So you want them to advocate for themselves, um, not strictly to be a good dinner guest, but also in terms of safety. Safety first. And also, like, a, um, that could be important to make sure you show a kid how to access that on their device. Right. Yeah, because so. that's important. Definitely. Um, number 31, sit like a royal. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by that. Um, I think it means, yeah. like, hold up your own body with your own self and your own muscles. Don't utilize the table to hold you up. Don't use the armchairs to hold okay. you up. Um, you elevate right your rib cage okay. out of your gut. Don't sink into yourself. Put your shoulders back. Um, okay. And sit on your bottom. No, you're like your pelvic bones. No, <laughs> you're not on the couch. You're sitting like you're riding a horse. Oh, like right. this. Yeah. That's intense. Um, and yeah, that's just good posture. So okay. then next. So let's pause now because we're at the halfway point of our session. Our session. Yeah, whatever. It's a session. <laughs> our podcast. This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by SpeechTherapyPD.com. It's a 100% SLP-owned website that specializes in practical, engaging, evidence-based video and audio courses. There's more than 600 hours of courses available on demand. Yes, there are weekly live and interactive courses and pod courses. They offer unlimited plans starting at $89 a year. And now you can get $10 off with the code WINE. 
W-I-N-E. So enter wine at checkout. Don't forget to follow us at SLP's Wine and Cheese Pod on Instagram. Uh, Deborah Brooks, CCC SLP, Maria underscore Cots SLP. Changed my name. And, oh, you uh, did? I did. It's okay. Yeah, I wanted a, you know, less of my real name, more of my fake name. Why? <laughs> I got paranoid. <laughs> Gotta admit that I did. It happens. It happens okay. to the best of us. I feel like that's a, definitely an SLP thing. Yeah, slash. one time I got paranoid and yeah. I archived all of my videos. Right, yeah. See? So you know what Yeah, I, mean. I was also in, in bouts of paranoia, you're very determined because it took me about an hour. <laughs> I call that the silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um yes, don't forget to check out our Instagram and leave us a review on iTunes, rate, comment, and review us. Please, we love um, yeah. seeing those reviews. Yes. Um they like they just kind of make our whole day better and we'd like to take the time to read one to oh, you. Oh, yes, we would. I would I'm going to get one too. Well, you pick maybe one or two of your favorites. I'm just going to read so. the most recent oh, from okay. K Bebe 6. Love the podcast, five stars, informational, Aww. fun, low key. I feel like I'm friends with Deba Maria. Thank Aww, you so much friends, for writing girl. that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's so great. I feel like these are so great when we listen to them. Listen to them. I can't even speak. When we uh hear them and read them. So, thank you. I like this one, too. She said... Oh, I like this one from Shan Werb, 14. I love listening to this podcast. It's very different from other SLP podcasts in that both Maria and Deb are relaxed. It seems mostly unedited, and it feels a bit like you're listening to your SLP's friends, SLP friends' conversation. That's Speechy Musings. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Speechy Musings. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, we love you, Shan. Yes. Um, so, want to get back? Also, check us out on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash SLPs Wine and Cheese. We have a bunch of content there. I just um, released some stuff on there. Oh, but by the time this episode airs, we're considering we'll some see. things. Yeah, I we got. Even. We have new things in the works. Yeah. Um, we'll we've got posting. social skills on our brain. Social skills on the brain. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Check out the Patreon and... Uh, pledge please help support us if you have uh enjoyed this podcast then maybe you'll want to pledge a dollar a month uh just to help support it and keep it going yes our and artistic on that abilities note, yeah we're gonna go back to our etiquette we have a few more things that i start the next mm -hmm. thing is table manners my grandma used to always say elbows off the table yes. mabel and she would stab me with her fork ouch so i don't Put my elbows on the table. Okay. When and next I'm time eating. I see you do it, I'm going to tell you. I that. doubt that you'll ever see it happen. Oh. Because I have learned. Maybe that was a trick. <laughs> <laughs> or a test that you just passed. Uh, number Cheers 35. To Cheers, Cheers to your grandma. Cheers to her. Um, number five, 35, is um, reach out to people who are grieving. Okay. I think that's super important. Um, that if you uh, ever hear that in, an individual has experienced a loss, it's so important to just reach out and just give them your condolences and just yeah. saying that um, I think is super helpful. And I always try to. So I, I think it's a good piece of advice and a good thing to teach others to do. I know. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know what to say. And you don't have to really say much. You could just be like, hey, just you know what you know. I say? What do you say? I always say, um, I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. Um, and then I relate it. I'm like, 
this individual, in my experience, recently passed away. Uh, I know there's nothing that I can say to make you feel better. Um, and there's nothing that you can do other than to just let yourself feel sad. So, yeah. um, and I think that's the best advice that you can give to anyone. Right. Just let yourself feel sad um, because that's the only thing that you can do. And there's mm -hmm. no sense in fighting it or trying to pretend to be tough. Just right. let, let yourself feel it. Yes. And, um, take care of yourself. That's what I tell people. I tell them take to let themselves feel good. sad and to take care of themselves. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Sometimes and then I, I send them an yeah. edible arrangement. Oh, that's good. Because who doesn't yeah. like that? Who doesn't like that? That's good. <laughs> it's healthy yeah. and you get a snack on it. Yeah. Um, 39 is the next one I went oh, to is okay. uh, help someone who is clearly struggling. Okay. So if somebody's got like 16 bags and they can't open a door, like okay. hold the door open for them. Right. Um, another very easy thing to teach individuals um, in your speech therapy session, mm -hmm. you can write stories about it, have examples and uh, demonstrate how, you know, anyone of any level and ability can help another person. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I, um, our students, like we have some like older kids and then some younger ones. And then we had a program. I don't know if we still do. I don't think we do it, but we used to have like breakfast buddies where like our middle schoolers will help the kindergartners go up and get lunch and like hold their tray and just like help them pick what they wanted. Like, oh, did mm -hmm. you want milk or juice? And like help the little ones say milk or juice or right, something. Yeah. So it was so cute. That's a great program. Yeah, it was. We don't have mil middle schoolers anymore, so that's oh. like what sucks about that or stinks about that. But it is what it is. But, however, I do want to say this. Sometimes you want to help people, but it can't be at your own expense. Okay. Right. I'm talking more so about, like, if someone can't reach something. I know. I'm just getting deep into the things. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe it's so the bread and butter one. What's the example? I'm getting to the bread and butter of yeah. this. <laughs> you know, like, from the book that I would like us to talk about in a future episode, The Codependent No More, that mm -hmm. book where it talks about essentially when you're trying to help someone so much that your whole life, like, revolves around controlling them pretty much so they're not making wrong decisions, but now your whole life is based around them and that's like not doing a disservice to you and to them right does that go into like what type of upbringing predisposes you to it doesn't that? always have to be an upbringing it just has to do with i guess a lot of it is like self-love and self-confidence right like you're you put all up. of your effort into someone else because you just kind of deny yourself a bit yeah right yeah, yeah. so there's so much we're going to talk about that in a future episode sneak yeah. peek that was a sneak peek mm -hmm. so yes bring food i like that i brought you girl know, scout cookies to i house. rarely bring food places because right. i don't have a lot of confidence in my cooking i right. also like had the bad habit of like i would have roommates for a long time and i wouldn't um like offer them food that i was cooking Mm -hmm. but I just you didn't want to share it. Or? No, okay. I mean, eat it. But then I just didn't want to critique. I was like, you can have it if you want, but I'm not saying this is great. Right. Like I'm made, I made this. It's got nourishment. Right. It will feed me <laughs> like you can have it, but it's not a Stella. meal. It's not like, no, it's not like restaurant quality. No. But recently people have been bringing me food and it's quite nice though. Oh, I should have brought you food. Well, you did. You brought I, cheese. I did, you but put I put it on I my mango. some fish. <laughs> I just didn't want to stank up your apartment. Well, that was uh, something I didn't mention about bringing stinky leftovers. Oh, it wasn't leftovers. I just cooked it today. 
but yeah, well, bringing still, stinky like, leftovers. That's with a list thing. Don't bring stinky leftovers to work. Okay. I, mean, I do do that, though. Yeah, but that's what I feel like. You know what? We got to be healthy. I don't care about your nose. Fish and eggs are healthy, and those are the st- and broccoli. Those are like the three top stinkiest foods. But like and tuna fish. Oh, I don't eat tuna fish, y'all, because I mean it makes me gag. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. tuna fish is not really good for you. It has no. mercury in it. But um, I'll take it over like a turkey, sa- like a cold cut sandwich. No. Okay, (laughs) no grooming in public. Yeah, I think this was the number one thing I had to teach all my high schoolers who just Mm. wanted to break out a hairbrush in the middle of anything. They loved to do things like that. Um, Yeah, no grooming in public. I did that that a lot in school, too. Yeah, bathroom. Bathroom only. Okay, good point. Skip controversial or nosy topics at parties. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't that what a party is? I thought about that when I wrote uh-huh. that down. I'm like, but isn't that what everyone wants to talk about? Right. See? But at the same time, it's like what what you say about other people says more about you than it does about them. That's true. And I That's did true. find myself for a while often going to like gossipy conversational mm. points because I felt like it would be the most interesting thing I can come up with and it would like get the most people's attention. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the way it feels, and I don't yeah. like to be talked about, so I don't want to talk about things like that. Good for you. Unless I'm talking about, like, a celeb- like somebody outside of us, like, something on the news or something along the lines of that. Um, like The Bachelor, how he picked the SLP. Oh. Oh, hey. I'm Everybody proud. who listens to this and also knows who Jared Fried is, who, he's the comedian who, he live streams the um, he like posts about The Bachelor. He wrote all these fake descriptions, and then a lot of people like sent me his post, not knowing really? that I know him, about how he described Cassie, the speech pathologist. How does he describe? It her? was a joke. He wrote like a fake bio for her and all of the other contestants. So he's a comedian. He was joking, and I told him she was going to win because SLPs are just the most desirable. Yes. And look, here we are. Here we are. She won. Good for her. Uh, good for her. Yeah. Does she want to be on our guest on our show? If she, if anyone knows know. her, I, you worked with her. Tell her to listen to this podcast. She was an We'd SLPA in California, so Guys, somebody must know her. Whoever knows her, I'm counting this. The, I feel like the side theme of this episode is California. Right. With my work yeah. stoked with the wine from the grapes from California, and now going back to Cassie. Exactly. Just saying. Um, greet everyone when you enter the room. I think this is super important. And um, also, don't feel like sometimes I feel like there's the main person I have to say hi to, but there's someone else closer to me. Yes. Take your time. Just make your way around. Yeah. Just say hi to everybody, and don't skip anyone and prioritize anyone. Oh, that's weird. Uh, so yeah, I like to do that. Never show up empty handed. I I show up a lot of places empty handed, but, um, I think you show up with dogs. I do often show up with dogs. That is accurate. Not empty handed. Mm -hmm. Just a handful. Yes. Both (laughs) of my hands are full. Exactly. And often an arm. Maybe you're too tough on yourself there. Yeah. Be a pleasant house guest. Like, don't bring dogs. I'm just kidding. Everyone is very happy every time I bring the dogs. I know that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I can get that. Like, it could be a bit obtrusive. But being being a pleasant house guest is kind of like combining all of the things we already said. Like, be aware of your topics. Know that you're interesting outside of other people's gossip. Good. 
be mindful of your volume and don't dominate conversations. Smile. Smile. Be know, attuned with know other the people. people's names. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. especially if your guests brought guests. Hopefully they asked if they could bring that guest and don't just show up like, like I us. Did. Yeah, we did that. Don't do what we do. Yeah. Don't do well, what we want. We're, we want every, we're not trying to tell people to be like us. We're trying to tell people to be better than us. Exactly. Yeah. We're trying to be better than us. Exactly. Right? Isn't just that the goal? Continuous growth. There is nothing noble about being superior to your uh, fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I took that from the Kingsman. It's a movie. Yeah, I saw that movie, oh. actually. Yeah, he says that. You didn't think I've seen that movie? I, I mean, I'm surprised. Yeah, I am too. Anywho, <laughs> so um, we talked a lot about social, social etiquette, etiquette, and these are great ways, great um, places to start when you're thinking about working on social skills. So right. if this is how we are all expected to act as members of society, then maybe then we should look at that list and cross-reference it across our clients and their needs. I think it's important because when we are in grad school and even like as professionals, we're continuously learning what are the typically developing norms, let's say for language, right? Like they just came out with the new ones for speech sounds. I'm predicting where you're going with this and I'm loving it. Thank you. Yeah. So it's good to know what's quote unquote typical. I don't like to use that N word. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Don't use the N word. I won't. (laughs) Wasn't gonna. (laughs) Okay. So it's good to know what's typically developing and what typically developing peers are doing so you can see where their breakdown is happening and that's what's going to drive your assessment and then your treatment. So that's what I think this whole portion was about. This was about like what is quote unquote etiquette or what is quote unquote age appropriate. But we talked about for, yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, like a four year old is not going to be like, you know, bring wine to a party. You know, but no, a four-year-old but should you clean could. up their toys. They should know? clean up after themselves. But if they were going to a party, they you could be like, oh, what do you want to bring? My oh, juice box. Sophia wanted to bring this b- box of candies or something or juice oh, box, I you see. know. So like you can teach all of these skills very early on. That's a good point. And it That's increases like your daily interaction with young children all the time just talking about this then they can go home and talk to their parents and be like you know you should really say that person's name after you shake their hand right (laughs) like mom you didn't make eye contact there exactly you can dedicate a like a week of speech therapy just to social etiquette yeah and it could be a really fun and it's like out of your seats no more worksheets like just breaking everything up like thumbs up or thumbs down or something. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like the thumbs up or thumbs I, down. I you, mean, you were a very emotional for child. For this, it's fine. <laughs> okay, are you sure? You're not going to cry? I might. Okay. I'm not promising. stop then. <laughs> I will stop when I see the tears or the lip quiver. All right. So what is a social story? So we wanted to give credit to the pioneer of the word social story. Carol Gray. Carol Gray. And yeah. there is specific criteria for a social story to be considered a social story. And this so, criteria has evolved over time. Yes, it has. And we're here yeah. to be informative about the criteria and give you the data of the criteria. And Deb even printed it. 
I sure so. did. She so, sure did. But going back, so a social right. story, it's usually a short, simple story that's used as a social learning tool. And it describes a context, a skill, an achievement, or a concept using illustrations and words. Right. It was invented by Carol Gray in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is the one. So she has this trademarked. Yes. Copyrighted. Right. Okay. Um, and basically what you want to take into consideration is that a social impairment in autism is on both sides. So it's not the person with autism who's impaired. It's also your inability to understand them. Uh-huh. So that impairment is both ways. Um, it. It's important to understand both people's perspectives and abandon all assumptions. Don't assume anyone knows anything or will do anything. Yeah. Um, you want to also protect self-esteem and more important and and you want to build self-esteem right so So this is not a book to be like this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong exactly (laughs) you want to maintain safety yes and encouragement um so there's 10 criteria that you need to Mm -hmm. adhere to in order for it to be a social story so getting into it this is the latest version from 2014 number one is the social story goal Authors follow a defined process to share accurate information using a context, content, format, and voice that is descriptive, meaningful, physically, socially, and emotionally safe for the audience. So it's protecting the people that you're like giving this information to. Number two, it's a two-step discovery. Authors gather information to improve their understanding of the audience in relation to the situation, skill, or concept. And identify the topic and focus on each social story article. At least 50% of all social stories applaud achievements. Okay, so more than, so half. Yeah, so you want to applaud anything that's good. That you're always saying, reinforce any sort of... Um, positive behavior. Yeah. Positive behavior builds on more positive behavior. Number three, three parts and a title. A social story article has a title and an introduction that clearly identifies a topic, a body that adds detail, and a conclusion that reinforces and summarizes the information. Rule of threes, all stories, rule of three. Yeah. Um, for number four is a format. The social story format is tailored to individuals' abilities, attention span, mm-hmm. learning style, and whenever possible, the talents and or the interests of the audience. Yes. And that could be as simple as like I made a social, well, my coworker helped me make it. Emily, my work wife, mm-hmm. um, she knows like the little girl she made the social story to for like love the color purple so like the border was purple and like Mm -hmm. you know they wanted her to i think drink from like a sippy cup but she loves like dora so that sippy cup had dora on it you know so that way it's also motivating for the child to read the story yeah so go ahead number five five factor define voice and vocabulary Mm -hmm. a social story article or article has a patient and supportive voice and vocabulary that is defined by five factors these five factors are one first or third person perspective mm-hmm. past present and or future tense uh positive and patient tone literal accuracy accuracy and accurate meaning right so like that says like for example just give go with the examples if we i was going to write you a social story about mm-hmm. your loudness 
I'd be like, <laughs> I will speak in a medium t- or something. Like, yeah. I would write I in can, first person. I can or speak. Deborah, it, the title would be like, Deborah can speak not too loud. Or like, Deborah can speak at a great rate. You know, so I would keep it right. positive. Not like, Deborah's not going to speak loud. That's it like is too not negative. good to be in a cafeteria yeah. and speak louder than the voices around <laughs> you. Something like that. So it's like, th- everywhere you go, you can adjust your voice. Right. Like empowering the listener. Yeah, and keeping it positive, too. And also giving, like, okay, I'm not even going to talk about it later. But about the other person's perspective, like, this can hurt my friend's ears. So something like that. Is that something you would want to put in the story, though? Because that's not encouraging. Well, like, what is the consequence of, like, speaking loud? That's, like, part of that. Okay. Like, oh, it could hurt other people's ears. Mm -hmm. Or, like... Other people might not listen to me because I'm too... I don't know, something. Whatever the consequence is. So that's like right. okay. part of the criteria. So number six. Six it's like, question. why should I not speak so loud? What do I care? You know? Oh, it's like, oh, I didn't know. I'm like, you know, hurting someone else's ears. You know? And that's like putting it in perspective for the child with autism because they have that difficult theory of mind. Right. And like that... Em- not empathy. That's research has shown they do have empathy. They just don't show it as explicitly as right. we might so mm-hmm. i don't want to say empathy and just the theory of mind part so anyway i felt like that was a tangent but a good okay. tangent number six mm-hmm. six question guides to story development a social story answers relevant wh questions that describe context including place where time related information when relevant people who important cues what Basic activities, behaviors, and statements, how, and the reasons or rationale behind yeah, them, why. That's what I meant. I should have kept my comments. The reasons or rationales to why. Yes. Yeah. Um, but maybe I would say um, a medium voice is the most pleasant to listen to. So right. as opposed to saying, like, your voice is too loud and you're hurting people, right. that sounds, like, negative. Uh-huh. Like, even to me, it bothers me to hear. Aww, so I would prefer to hear, like, oh, using your chest voice is the most pleasant to hear yeah. and it's the less straining on your vocal cords. Oh, that's it's good. It's the best vocal hygiene. So I probably would frame it that way. Something like that. Uh, number yeah. seven. seven. I that was a bad example, but I was just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> say like consequence <laughs> okay um seven is about sentences a social story is comprised of descriptive sentences as well as optional coaching sentences descriptive sentences accurately describe relevant aspects of context including external and internal factors while adhering to all applicable social story criteria so something that i read about social stories which is it's way more important to have sentences that are describing over having sentences that are um like teaching or mm-hmm. um i wrote it down like somewhere repetitive maybe no like repetitive i wrote that down but that's different okay. um it's more so about having i don't know where it is okay it's more so about having what like having describe it instead of telling, right. you know, instead right. of saying like, um, don't speak too loud, just describe how to speak. Right. Like a pr- model and teach the appropriate behavior. Right. Describe how to Got teach it. rather than stating what you're doing wrong and how you shouldn't do that. Right. Because if they knew how to repair it on their own, they would have. Right. So why are you rubbing it in that person's face? Right. Well, the whole point of the social story is to teach them an aspect of social communication in a way that's informative and 
and entertaining right to yeah. them like this um, and appropriate for their level of understanding number eight is a great formula that's what they wrote i didn't do that um one formula ensures that every social story describes more than directs oh that's what it was it describes more than directs right so like telling them what to do yeah support yeah. them and what to do nine to refine it. nine to refine a story draft is always reviewed and revised if necessary to ensure that all meets uh defining social criteria social story criteria and okay. number 10 is Last but not least. Do you want to read it? I don't want to take your thunder. You're okay, so thunder. 10 guides to implementation. The 10 guides to implementation ensure that the goal that guides story or article development is also evident in its use. They are plan for comprehension, plan story support, plan story review, plan a positive introduction, monitor, organize the stories, mix and match to build concepts story reruns and sequels to tie past present and future recycle introduction into applause and stay current on social story research and updates so basically it's like once you develop this social story you need to utilize it multiple times prior to yes. that person's involvement in that activity that you have a social story about so it's not it doesn't end with the creation and the administration of the social story. You want to make sure that you are constant, like more than one occasion. Are you reviewing this story and having the participant be well versed in it? Agreed. Uh, I've made plenty of social stories. I like them. They're pretty fun. They're like, oh, you know, you get a little creative. And you could have your student help you, too, depending on their level of um, language and functioning mm -hmm. and age and all that fun stuff. But I always print, like, three copies. I'm like, all right, this is my copy. This is for the classroom, and this is for what's going home. So right. there's, you know, and the parents are involved and like, all right, I'm sending home the social story. Read it every night, you know, and the teachers read right. it every morning when they come up from breakfast and, you know. It works. It works with repetition. It's not like, oh, yeah, I haven't really had many like negative remarks about it like oh yeah it didn't work like i've had at well, least that's you why know what you it's helped a little bit you know we're getting there so mm -hmm. i'm like it's always like a good foot in the door yeah that's so. but you also want to be mindful that like your social story is uh respectful and yeah. and and all of those well, that's things why they're working exactly yeah, that's why you. because you picked things that are socially relevant right. and have safety first and things along the lines of that that are building self-esteem yeah. And I think it's time for tips and tricks. Yes, it is. And Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I'm ready. Oh, you're ready. I wasn't. I was going to give a tip or trick, but I don't like it. So I'm not going to oh, give it. Oh, so yeah. I will give mine okay. while you think about it. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have two. So wow. um, maybe, maybe you can just give me yours. I could. Right, but, but you then won't. I have more ideas that I want to stem off of it. So wow. if you were to just see my line, you might not know what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. Um, so my tip is to, if you are making up a story for mm -hmm. a child, whether it be a social story or just a um, reading comprehension story, then you want to make sure that you have sentences and phrases that have repetition. So brown bear, brown bear, mm. what do you see? Um, all of these stories 
like that, they're going to have the same sentence repeating over and over again. And another tip is that each time a new event occurs, all previous events are repeated. Nice. So that's like, um, what's that Santa Claus song? That's like hat on head, suit that's red, beard that's white. Like every time you add on oh, to okay. it and then you repeat all oh, of gosh. those former things. Um, that's those just former things. It makes okay. for good storytelling. Uh-huh. So you have sentences and phrases that repeat, and each time a new event occurs to repeat uh, events that were already happening. Right, to mm -hmm. just reiterate the points and keep the flow going. And it's exciting, that's because exciting. then that means, like, that's, what, that's why in comedy it's called a callback. When uh -huh. you tell a joke and then you reference a joke that's two jokes ago, you make the audience feel more encouraged and more involved. Like they're in on the inside joke because they're like, oh, I know why that's extra funny because I heard that joke before. So yeah. it's like they feel like a part of it. That's why a callback is so effective in stand-up comedy. Wow. And cool. that's why kids like it, too, because they're like, I remember that. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And that's all humans want. To know what everyone else is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I don't know how I'm going to follow up with that. Well, that's all um, I have. I'll just reiterate <laughs> that the wine is good. It's a yes. 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, vintage. Vintage wine. Um, the label is very nice. So maybe my tip or trick is to pick fancy wines. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's my tip. Bring them into my, speech. That's my second tip. You know, <laughs> Work so on If you're going to have teething. two. You're going to have two. <laughs> I definitely don't condone that. <laughs> anyway, so that is not my statement. Definitely not. Maria's like, just put a little whiskey in their milk bottle. <laughs> yeah, definitely did not also say not that. <laughs> Let's call this segment, what did Maria not say? You know, those two things I did not say. She just told me. She, <laughs> she is kidding and using sarcasm as a tool of humor. <laughs> anyway, my tip or trick. My first one was pick wines with fancy labels. Okay. Two is... Um, I forgot my tip now. I got distracted. Oh, I just remember something, a funny trick I, I plan on playing on you. Oh, you're going to tell me? No. Because then it won't be a... But oh. I will laugh to myself. And, oh, gosh. And everyone who's listening will know when I planned the trick, which oh. was this week, which will not be carried out for another month or so. I'm scared. It's funny, though. Is it? I'm excited. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it's scaring me already. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm gonna live in the moment, and I'm really struggling with remembering my tip or trick. So I'm gonna make one up. My tip or trick is um, is oh to keep the social stories less than ten minutes to require to read it. So it should be less l than ten minutes. Okay. Should not be the crazy, crazy long story. Yeah. Ten yeah. minutes is a solid amount of time between the title. Ten is long. Look, ten is ten is the top. I think five is ideal. What's your ideal? What's your seven minutes? Seven? I don't know. I never. I would think it. like <laughs> I don't know. Three is good. Five is ideal. Ten is the limit. Yeah, that's. I probably agree with that. I have never timed it. I remember my tip or trick. What is it? Well, now I'm giving three tips or tricks. Fine. Whoa. You're welcome. Yes. Um. Well, I was thinking a lot of times you might say something like, oh, I don't have time to make this social story. And you can make social stories with good old construction paper and crayons. Mm -hmm. So you could at least start the social story and send that home and, you know, build upon. Then you can make a fancier one on the computer and with their pictures. But really, you could just start it with 
construction paper and crayons and pen and have try to have the student write some stuff. You yeah. Know? Or even like um, if the behavior is like talking too loud, let's just stick with this one. Like um, then the title, have them write the title or have them write their name at the bottom and like have try to have them draw the pictures to mm-hmm. make them their own. So. Yeah. Or we could have some fancy social stories coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So Maria and I, we are uh, unofficially announcing that we are creating a few of our own social stories. So look out for those. Look out for those. Okay. And on that note, we have a a quote. quote. On that note, there's a quote. And it is titled. (laughs) I'm kidding. The quote is, we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. Mm -hmm. And that goes with all the things we talked about today. So... On that note, have a good night, everyone. Cheers. I'm Maria. I'm Deb. And have a good night. How Enjoy. do you say goodbye in Greek? Adios. Just kidding. Yasu. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's right. Yasu. Yasu. Don't be scared. You're scared to say Oh, Yasu. I there didn't know go. it was my turn. I was waiting for you yeah. to stop. Stop. Yasu. Bye. Sounds Japanese. It does. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey ladies, I'm kind of sort of loving and openly admittingly fangirling y'all lovely duo of SLP's Wine and Cheese. Yes, and we love listening to your podcast, First Bite. Well, thank you. I'm Michelle Dawson and I specialize in functional but fun treatment for medically fragile kiddos, especially for those that have feeding and swallowing impairments and who use AAC devices as part of their total communication plan. On my podcast, First Bite, we discuss all topics related to early intervention and pediatric speech therapy. We address those worrisome ethics and clinical supervision concerns, as well as jump into private practice ownership and really get into the nooks and crannies of all the things in between by interviewing guest experts in the field. Then, every fourth episode, we bring it back home to my Palmetto State by having evidence-based reviews of case studies or resources with my dear friend and colleague, Aaron Forward, who kind of sort of came up with this whole idea. First Bite is partnered with Speech Therapy PD, offering evidence-based content in a podcast. Each episode can count as one hour ASHA CEU. Find them on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Absolutely. And thanks for all you do and for spreading joy into the world. Cheers. Cheers.